0: Hey, 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 everybody, and welcome back to the Business of Marriage Podcast. We are so excited that you are joining in with us. I am Tova Jones, also known as the wife of the therapist.
1: And this is Sam Jones, known as the husband of an eclectic serial entrepreneur.
0: You better let him know. And together, we are the Jones unit. How is everybody doing Today y'all we are back After taking After taking a quick break To go date one another
1: Yes 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 And that was a practical Applicable thing that we Did after talking About Date night after premiering the double episode, yeah. Right, so they so what they really got was the episode for the eighteenth, yeah. Back the week before on the whatever date that
0: was, right. And you guys, it was worth it. I truly enjoyed myself. Uh, we were even able to get rid of our kiddos. Mm-hmm. So a shout out to one of our good friends who flew all the way in to watch our son, and my mom had Olivia. So it was just. I felt like a brand new person out here in these streets. Okay. And if you go on over to our Facebook page, you can see a little behind the scenes of what went down at our date night. So while we're talking about the Facebook page, make sure you go over and like the business of marriage podcast. We have so many good things going on over there. And we even have people who have been asking questions Mm -hmm. about different things concerning marriage and we're actually going to answer one of those today
1: Mm -hmm. we're going to do our best attempt right to give information based off of our experience and knowledge that is kind of out there in society so
0: right we have a therapist on here but we don't have no theologian you know what i'm saying (laughs) so biblical questions We will do our best. We'll do do our our research. Yes. Um, But if you are a theologian and this is what you do professionally, professionally exegeting. Yeah. If that's the right word. Right. For
1: those that have like, you know, questions based in, you know, uh, religion or philosophy or, you know, for example, biblical questions. Mm -hmm. I think some of those things that, yes, I am a, some people may know that I do pastor, um, but at the same time, my goal is to always come from a frame of thought that is specifically for marriage. That is yes, biblical, but also has a lot of good information based on uh, various books and things that are out there in the frame of marriage world worldwide. Mm-hmm. You know? So, you know, I try to give a, a good general perspective on things, but the first question is what, because mm-hmm. uh, we're going to talk about this collectively, not just me answering this question. <laughs>
0: come on, pastor. Gonna I was going to let you no, run. No,
1: no, no, no. we're going to do this collectively.
0: So for one of our Facebook, Facebook, excuse me, family members, they ask, What do we think about commitment ceremonies? Mm-hmm. And do we think that God honors that type of ceremony? Um, and so we're gonna talk about what we think what the Bible says, what we do know is what God does honor. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not into the things of like, what don't we don't I'm not God. I mean, his word gives us some things that he clearly says he does not take well in you know Mm -hmm. but we do know Mm -hmm. that god honors marriage so and marriage is what like
1: yeah yeah so when we think about what marriage is um number one if you look just look at different people in the bible right um you see abram and sarah Mm -hmm. you know you see them go these long periods of time without kids but in that frame they were married right um you see uh you know uh, Rebecca and Isaac mm-hmm. you know next generation down Jacob and Rachel mm-hmm. and other chicks that he was with you know you see all these different adages of people getting married Peter and his wife Peter was married in the bible right um but when we look at marriage from a biblical perspective marriage is often cases the most legally refined view of friendship mm-hmm. that actually exists so mm-hmm. if we think about marriage number one it is friendship with a legal ramification There's no other friendship that we would even in our context of the world that has a legal ramification. Right. And so look at Jesus in the church. That's often what you say when you when you look at the Bible in the frame of, okay, what is what is what is marriage best reflected at Jesus in the church? Mm -hmm. And when you look at Jesus in the church, there's a whole bunch of issues that happen and exist um, in between that relationship. But if that's supposed to be the model for us, you know, even in that relationship, you see Jesus dying for the church and so on mm-hmm. and so forth. So this is just all background information. So the question being, okay, what about commitment ceremonies? You know, it's a challenging question because when we, when we look at commitment ceremonies, you know, the only commitment ceremony, when you look at Jesus in the church, is literally, okay, Lord, I'm about to give my life. To Christ, there's this time where I'm literally giving and saying I no longer want to follow something and I'm turning away, you know. And so that's that's the only actual go ahead. I know you got something to say because we're getting
0: there. I'm I'm giving you the long winded answer Mm -hmm. for this. No, what I was going to say was and even when you do give yourself over Mm -hmm. to Christ, there is something that you have to say. It's like Mm -hmm. a vow. Like, I believe the Lord Jesus died for my sins. Exactly. So it's not just like I'm committing. Right. You it's know, a vow. it's a vow. There's some type of mm-hmm. covenant that with your mouth, with your words, with your deed, mm-hmm. like you actually had to make that step. You actually had to repent. You actually had to acknowledge who God is. You know, yep. there was some type of covenant interaction that happened between you and God
1: and so you're saying the key word that's what I'm saying this legal ramification of friendship Mm -hmm. legal ramification of friendship in marriage often cases is your marital license Mm -hmm. that you have at least in an American context Mm -hmm. you have a license and or something that solidifies this now pursuit of friendship Mm -hmm. and so with that um, in most cases most people go through Having a some type of ceremony, whether you go to a courthouse Mm -hmm. or you're doing it in front of people to witness because you technically do need a witness Mm -hmm. to say, hey, you did this thing that says you are going to now hopefully forever pursue friendship with this other person.
0: And you need somebody in authority, which is why there is a judge Mm -hmm. or a pastor who has the authority, the legal authority to marry you. I also think it goes to motive as well. Exactly. So let's look, let's take it a step further. Why don't you want to get legally married? Is it because you don't, you know, want anything legally binding you? I feel like having something legally bind you where I take your name, I take on your uh, legal responsibilities, uh, responsibilities obligations, debt, yeah. all of that, that's a whole nother level of commitment which whole, mm-hmm. is a conscious decision mm-hmm. to say i am committing to this marriage to this covenant to this union
1: it's a friendship now that you have a whole bunch of weight to mm-hmm. right because 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 here's, here's the thing about because I'm, I'm trying to make a point here with friendship and you're like well sam yeah i'm i've been friends with this person for 30 years so i guess we good no that's not what i'm saying like in certain aspects of friendship, right? The way we think about it, we just go about being in cordial alliance with people, or we've been through thick and thin. But what gives you actual weight in something when you can actually lose something mm-hmm. by now saying, I no longer want to be committed to it. Mm-hmm. When we're in some levels of friendship, we can just walk away, mm-hmm. even though we feel like we have an emotional connection. Mm-hmm. But what happens when you have a financial, mental, mm-hmm. uh, 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 you have a property that mm-hmm. gets connected to it? Now you're talking about, man, all these things are a part of based on this now legal document mm-hmm. that says, man, if I walk away now, I might walk away with less <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. than I could with someone else, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Based on something that's legal. So does God honor marriage or, or ceremonial things? Um, I'm sure he honors it, but I know what he definitely honors is the covenant, Mm -hmm. you know, the covenant of marriage, that actual legal ramification that says I'm connected with this person. And if I was if I was going to decide to leave this, there are some implications that happen when I decide to leave a thing Mm -hmm. um, and Mm -hmm. decide to stop pursuing friendship with this person.
0: Right. I I agree. So that's our answer.
1: Yeah, there you go. You know, might not feel clear, be clear for you. And it might not answer you like, did they just sidestep it? No, we just gave you what God honors. Right. You know, and at the end of the day, you know, you think about what this is going to take. in um, often cases it goes back to to at least in our belief, you know, Jesus in the church, when you decided to take a vow to say, I'm going to follow after him. Yeah, guess what? You can disembark that vow but there's some ramifications when you do Um, if you happen to ever believe in this person called jesus and follow after his lifestyle you know there's some things that he promises and he gives you and he wants you to have um and and, then if you don't want them well there's there's the opposite of that too
0: right and there's there's certain things that come along with marriage Mm -hmm. uh favor it comes with grace it comes with guidance There's a lot of things that come with marriage under the covenant, you know, standing before God, your family and your friends taking on this role. God honors that and he gives certain graces and favor over that union. So that's our answer in a nutshell. But if you have more questions about anything marriage related, anything, just anything, guys, head on over to our Facebook page and we will answer them. On our podcast. But today, yes, we are talking about health, guys. Okay. Health in the aspect of why should we be our most healthiest self in our marriages for our
1: spouse? Caveat this is coming from two people (laughs) in the journey of overall health. And we're not just going to be talking about physical health per se. But this is overall health, health. Um, and 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 I, I, I would say ninety nine point nine percent of people are in some level of trying to figure out what their lifestyle mm-hmm. of healthiness is, right? You know, and we're just one of them that hope to talk about this, right. and maybe not from a place of mastery, from a place no. of figuring it out, yes,
0: walking through it, actively living it, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seeing the impact of Having being in good health And being in not so good health and how that Impacts us in our everyday life
1: Yeah so let me start this off Uh, You know I love to start things off with a little bit Of a story of a person (laughs) and Or some type of foundation That kind of sets our conversation up so um, Back in the day there was This guy by the name of Paul A.K.A. Saul and You know his um, Upbringing was one Of literally like Like discipline, Um, this guy was uh, basically a religious leader in his in his lifestyle. He was a murderer, a murderer because of what he believed. (laughs) No, but he was a religious person in terms of um, being very disciplined in his lifestyle as as a person based on his religion. Uh, But he also, based on his religion, also murdered other people who didn't believe what he believed. um, Growing up, you know, in his lifestyle, until he had an encounter uh, with. With Jesus, and in his moment of having this encounter with Jesus, it changed his whole perspective Mm -hmm. on life and how he treated people and how he loved people. But one thing that seemed to keep a part of who he was was his outlook on his own personal life and how he lived that life Mm -hmm. um, in front of people and behind the scenes, whenever he sent letters to encourage and empower and give words of wisdom to people. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that he said um, that kind of sticks out to me, he talked about um, how this adage of your body and what you should do and how you should live it based on your service to God um, is and how it should be operated. And so he said this in this, uh, passage of, of scripture in this book called first corinthians 6 okay first corinthians chapter 6 of, of this book that he wrote and the verse is verse 19 and it says do you not know that your bodies are temples of the holy spirit who is in you whom you have received from god you are not your own you were bought at a price therefore honor god with your bodies yeah that's
0: what he said And I think a lot of times when we hear this scripture, it's so funny. Your body being a temple is now almost like a trendy thing. Like, I'm like, I don't, you know, I don't do that. My body is a temple. I soak in this because my body is a temple. But really, we look so much on the body, we don't focus on the mind, the soul, and the spirit. So I really wanted to break down today what is health, right? The word health refers to a state of complete emotional and physical well-being. So being healthy is just not about being skinny. It's just not about having a six pack and good calves and arms. That's a part of it. Mm -hmm. But it's about being completely emotionally and physically. And I'm going to even throw in there spiritually, just being holistically well. Being healthy isn't just about being snatched or having your six pack, but it's really a holistic model of being whole. And, you know, I think we're at the top of the year. People have made resolutions about, I'm going to, you know, re up my Planet Fitness account. I'm going to get this Peloton. I'm going to do this. And we really need to evaluate where we need to become healthy. Mm -hmm. And I would urge everyone to let's do an audit, right? Mm -hmm. Of where we could use a little bit of health, health wealth, okay, in our lives, either it be mentally, physically, or emotionally, we need to make sure that we are well for our spouse, for our family, and even for ourselves. So Sam, I, I just wanna know, why do you think it's important to be healthy in marriage. Yeah. So there's a couple things that come
1: to mind. One is what is what is uh, what is uh, health do in your marriage? It helps you become more consistent at mm, something.
0: Right. Mm-hmm, so like,
1: mm-hmm. for example, if we are both working on our mental health, mm-hmm. you know, we know that The better and more consistent we are at doing things uh, that help us be more mentally have more mental aptitude or um, speak to each other through affirmations and encouragement um, and or do some check ins. Mm -hmm. You know, when we are both having tough days, I remember this this uh, this particular weekend, like you knew I was having a tough week. (laughs) <laughs> right. And, right and a long week at that right. and you're was sam you need to take a mental health day right um and you need to do this not just once but you need to do this several times and plan it for yourself right um that was an important opportunity to, to practice consistency mm-hmm. um, and be then consistent based off of having those opportunities to rest right i remember that same time frame um near that same time frame You were just like, Sam, I need some days. or I I need a day where I can just be off away from the kids, do my own thing, get my nails done, enjoy myself. And then therefore our plan became, well, let's figure out how we can do this monthly. Right. And so in that same way, just talking about mental health, Mm -hmm. you know, it began to be where we wanted to be and become more consistent at taking care of ourselves, Mm -hmm. a la self-care. Right. You know, and so consistency is one of them. Another one is accountability. I can use the very same example. Mm -hmm. You know, it begins to be a space where we always think about accountability from a negative standpoint, Mm -hmm. but accountability can be a positive thing too, because Mm -hmm. it's like in that same place, my accountability to my spouse is to literally say, you know what, how can I help her in a space where maybe she's feeling like there's a lot of unhealth Mm -hmm. by having to do day in and day out of of being routine of Mm -hmm. being Mm -hmm. consistent. But maybe it's dragging her down. Maybe she's not feeling the best day in and day out. And so how can she have an opportunity to get away from the rigmarole of life? And so being able to check in and have those conversations where you're honest and transparent and just Mm -hmm. being able to show me what's going on and being open Mm -hmm. helps me know how to help you. In those spaces. So accountability can be a form of, he- be a form of, of health mm-hmm. to help you. And then I think the last one that comes to me is like self discipline. Yeah. <laughs> Tell know? me about so it. So discipline was our word of the year. Um, talking about vision a couple episodes back, like we talked about discipline and what self discipline is not only just in eating and exercise, but also those feelings of empowerment, you know? And so like, how can we practice, um, you know being in a space of of discipline that helps us yes be just yes, be consistent yes be accountable but also put ourselves in spaces where we're continually filling ourselves with the right things you know versus continually doing Bad eating or not reading books that are actually helpful or looking at social media messages that end up tearing us down and putting the wrong ideas and images and imaginations in our head that then create a space where we feel like we have to compete Mm -hmm. or be in a space that we are not actually hearing and bringing in the right messaging into our systems. And so discipline plays a role into all of those things, especially why it's important to consider all those pieces, consistency. Accountability, self discipline in marriage,
0: right? And I also think too, it's important if we're working on having a healthy marriage, yeah, and we're liking and loving our spouse, yeah, we want them to live long, mm-hmm. and we want them to be in the best heart health, mental health, physical health, spiritual health, so we can continue to experience their love for as long as we possibly can. I think a lot of times, especially millennials we are so busy, we're on the go. And then you throw kids in the equation. You never really take the time to really think about your holistic health until it's too late. Mm -hmm. And so I think one of the reasons we're doing this podcast, like Sam said, we're not experts, but we want to bring this to the forefront because we want to make sure that our marriages are lasting long Mm -hmm. um, and that we're Living long so that we can enjoy our spouse and our life and our children and our grandchildren, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You, you said something there, not only the length, but you talked about this piece of beyond just loving your spouse, liking your spouse. Mm -hmm, That's mm -hmm. just as much a part of health as anything else because we, we started this. Podcast talking about really friendship and marriage mm-hmm. and how important it is. You know, Dr. Kelly Bonniewell and others who are in the Grampus area who are therapists talk about friendship and how important that is in marriage. I want to give credit to where credit's due. But, like, in that same frame, there's this aspect of how do I practice um, not being in a space where I continually have these swoops of dislike right. <laughs> in my marriage, how right. unhealthy that can be because mm-hmm. now that's impacting my mental health and how I think about you. Mm-hmm. Now it's impacting my spiritual health and not wanting to worship with you. Right. Then it's also impacting my physical health in a space where I feel drowned and downed out emotionally and physically where it's like, man, I have these hard places in my life right. where I don't want to connect with you anymore. that's impacting our sexual health. <laughs> Listen. Right. So those those are spaces where when we're in dislike with our spouse, now we're in all of these spaces that that are detriments. Um which which goes kinda into our next question, right babe. Like and
0: I, and I think you're right being unhealthy impacts your marriage and other relationships i can think here we go we're about to be hot mm-hmm. i feel like we need a sound every time i stick hot okay I'll, I'll come up with something if you don't know what hot it is it's humble open and transparent we got this from mike todd and transformation church and we're gonna use it this whole season i got sign. So, i got a sign for you okay bye good night i'm gonna keep bringing it back every
1: time i can it's a (laughs) newbie season two's newbie no
0: thank you but being hot um being unhealthy impacted our marriage in a lot of different ways number one sexually okay when we are not feeling our best and we are tired we're overweight overworked (laughs) under feel underappreciated we're not comfortable to do some of the freaky stuff we used to do three or four, five years ago. Exactly. And I feel like a lot of people are like, we're losing the spark. We're losing this. It may be because you're not in the optimum health that you were when your sex life was great. Not to say you, we know things change your libido, you get older, you have children, you're tired, you work more hours, but really, having, not being in a good mental space, a good physical space, even a good spiritual space Mm -hmm. will affect your sex life. And we don't want that happening, right? We want to continue to have loving, thriving marriages with great sex lives. Also, you're more tired than normal, mentally tired, physically tired, and you're not wanting to go on no dates. You just want to go home and go to sleep. You know, you're agitated, you're Physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health has a huge impact on your marriage. Mm-hmm. And I think we blame a lot of other things like, oh, work is stressful. Oh, I'm busy. I'm this, I'm that. Really, it's poor health. That's really the aftermath of of what's happening in our lives and being tired and wore down and not fun anymore.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: So, Sam, tell them, how do we plan on changing our lifestyle? Because, y'all, we really trying. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think part of it is just there's and I say everything starts with – communication in the conversation and or discussion with your spouse right you know we we have had and talked about this what seems like uh every year right for <laughs> in, in our marriage you know every year in our relationship we've talked about what are we going to do to work on our
0: health it's always on our vision board It's every, always, every single, single year. year straight
1: up right and 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 in some of those like some of those discussions have turned into here's the other word for you, investments. Right. You know, we've invested in, you know, working out with um a guest who we had in our podcast before. We've invested, you know, doing things in individual spaces. We've yep. invested in changing our diet from one thing to another from right. year to year. You know, and, and all those things um have had their various, you know, impact and effects on us. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I think it goes back to, you know, if we really want to change something Um, I love how he just shout out to Travis and Whitney Washington that we had on our podcast last season. It's a lifestyle change Mm -hmm. and it's not just, I'm going to do this for a season of my life. Well, yeah, in certain seasons, you do need to do the change up of things to impact your diet, impact your way of living, but it is a lifestyle. And so what do you choose to be disciplined at? What do you choose Mm -hmm. to be consistent at? What do you choose to have accountability in? Mm -hmm. And when you do those things, it helps. And I know for us, you know, some of the things that have helped us the most, um, I can think of, you know, that there's so many diets, but like when we lost the most weight, we did the keto diet and right. that helped us lose 20, 30 pounds. It helped us get, help, helped us get
0: pregnant. Right. The helped first us get infertility around. and yeah. the second time. And the, and the second time around too. Right. Yeah. I was trying to snap back and was like, oh, let me jump in and do yep. keto and, Booyah.
1: boom it helped so much i remember <laughs> like just the amount we we like meat and we mm-hmm. like things are high protein mm-hmm. and we found out that carbs were just detriments yeah to our bodies and and, and these there's good carbs and bad carbs we're not health dietitians but we know that from doing the keto diet and lifestyle it helped us quite a bit right also when we have had some great
0: coaching and,
1: right. and exercise routines it helped us quite a bit, mm-hmm. you know, going to
0: Travis Whitney,
1: doing things like getting a Peloton.
0: That's uh, our new thing, y'all. Yeah. We got to pause right there. So during COVID uh-huh. and me having Olivia, y'all know the snapback was real for everybody. We were locked in the house, couldn't go out to exercise, was just sitting there baking, cooking. I mean, I had never cooked so much in my life because of COVID. And I told Sam when I found that I was pregnant again, I was like, honey, I don't know what's going to happen with the world because COVID was, it's it's still here. I don't, I didn't know what was going to happen. I was like, if the world shuts down, I need an outlet. And so I told him I wanted a Peloton and for Christmas he bought it. And you guys, it has been a really, really, really good tool to help us on our, on our health journey.
1: Yep. Yep. And, and, and with that, it's, it's because I guess we can give a little bit of, you know, applause to, to Peloton because it has the different type of exercise right. routines, everything from riding the bike to boxing, right. to yoga, to you know, running and
0: walking and play. I mean, all listen, Peloton. Give us go ahead. And give us a sponsor ad because right. we really just hyped y'all straight up. Straight <laughs> up, straight up. But I mean, anything a Nordic track, whatever. We knew for us that we had two small children, so going to the gym. Was probably not going to happen, and and there was a season for Planet Fitness, yeah,
1: for many years, yeah,
0: for many many years. We just can I we just canceled like a month ago, yeah, um, but we knew with the season shift what we needed, and I think that's another part of recognizing what you need for your health is understanding the season that you're in and understanding what you need to obtain optimal health. If you're in a season where you're like I'm not motivated. I need help. You need a personal trainer, getting a Peloton, or getting something that you have to self motivate yourself to do may not be the best thing for you if you know you're in a season that you need motivation, yeah. right?
1: Yep. That's yep. And so that's one way that I think that we have uh, planned to change our lifestyle and some things that we did actively. One way, another way that we have done that has grown us leaps and bounds is, you know, we've gotten the opportunity to have these continual devotion times mm-hmm. you know, that's for our spiritual health you know yeah. we have my wife has i'll be honest she has led the way in like hey let's do this devotion let's charge this one five day seven day 21 day mm-hmm. and like all these different devotions whether it has to do with leadership or marriage or whatever like it has been very helpful foundational because it started started our mornings or ended our nights off right um and then prompted other conversations um to encourage us in those ways mm-hmm um also like you know me i've been more of the book person like let's try reading this book you know (laughs) um and sometimes it's been successful sometimes it's not but i think that in it yeah that's been on me (laughs) being hot right hot (laughs) um you know but i think in that it gives us opportunities to to do things for our than our our mental health right and even we had a chance to go talk to Um, and get some like some pseudo counseling. Yeah. You know, and talk about some of the things and we'll be going back. But I think that in that space, you know, not being so, uh, oh, we're I'm a therapist and my wife is very high up in what she does, not being uh, humble enough to go get help and seek out professional support for things that even, you know, may seem like, oh, do we need to Get help for that or just talk about it. No, go get some help. Right. And I think that that's what we did, you know, in being willing to do that for our own health Mm -hmm. and well-being. Because, listen, having two kids under two and trying to figure out life and going through quite a few adjustments over the course of the last several years. We needed somebody to talk to that, that would understand our experience, that we could respect that we knew would love us Mm -hmm. and keep stuff that we have going on confidential. Mm -hmm. Like that was so much of a godsend for us that I'm thanking God that we pursued that, you know, and we'll continually pursue that, um, you know, and individually even having our own people to talk to. And so, Like all those things are about how you actually actively do something based on what you plan to do to change your health as a married couple.
0: And so now now that we have all these tips, you're like, how can I make sure that me and my spouse are actually going to do this? So number one, let your spouse know that you're their biggest cheerleader. Yeah. And then ask them how they would like you to support them on their journey. Because I can admit there has I do not like to work out y'all and Sam is not big on eating good right (laughs) so so he's like I feel like I can eat what I want and I go to the gym me I'm like I will intermittent fast if I do not have to go to the gym so we had to really sit down and say hey I need you to help me make sure that I work out at least 30 times 30 Ooh. 30 minutes a day and Sam was like if you cook the meals I'll eat it so you really need to have a conversation about how they want you to encourage them because there's nothing worse than you think you're doing all you can and your spouse is like but you only did a a 4.0 on the treadmill you ain't even break a sweat and you out here like listen I did what I could do so have those conversations okay Keep it positive. Always let them know that you're proud of them, you're for them, um, and help them keep their why in front of anything they do. Let them know, hey, this is our why. We want to live long. We want to see our great grandkids. We want to make sure that we're in a healthy mental space. We want our bodies, you know, to our temples to be in good health. Always keep it positive. Keep it fun. Find fun activities that you and your spouse can do together. Y'all may not work out together every day, but try to at least find some things that you like. If that's bowling, if that's tennis, if that's skating, if that's, I don't know, cooking healthy meals together, find something fun that you walk and be like, hey, we're, we're not just going to the movies and we're just not going to get ice cream. We're walking around the block. We're doing things that, you know, we like to do that's fun. And last but not least if you see a positive change in them, Gas them up. Okay. If you see your man losing some weight, let him know he looks good. He looks great. If your wife is slimming down, gas them up because we may not always see it. You know, when we look in the mirror, we may not see the progress, but you see it. And even if you don't see it, sometimes you have to speak to that thing and be like, I'm so proud that you're working out. I'm so proud that you're sacrificing. I'm so proud that you're being disciplined, but always gas your partner up because you are their cheerleader and you are in their corner okay that's good. so that's a little bit of what we're going through um and we're, we're just hoping that you know 2022 is a healthier year for everybody right and before we go you know we want to pray and so today we're just going to pray over our health our mental spiritual emotional health so god we just thank you we thank you father god that you are the god of health god you want us to be healthy and whole and you want us to prosper god i thank you that you're giving us strategy. You're giving us discipline. You're giving us wisdom on how to be healthy in our mind, body, and souls. Help us to find circles if we're not married. Help us to find like-minded people that can cheer us on, that can hold us accountable. And if we are married, help us to be our spouse's biggest cheerleader and their accountability. God, we thank you that 2022 is going to be the best year health wise God we come against any sickness any disease God we thank you father that you're showing us how to live healthy even in a time of sickness in a time of pandemic God we thank you that our bodies our minds our souls and our spirits will be well and healthy in your name we pray amen All right, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And if you have not, go on over to the Facebook page, the Business of Marriage podcast, and join in with us. If you have questions, comments, just let us know. We will address them on our podcast. And until next time, we love you over here at the Business of Marriage. Peace.